Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Crypto nowhere to be seen in Super Bowl. Your news update and Google says, hey guys, we got AI too on this edition of Arbitrage News Weekend, starting right now. Hello and welcome to Arbitrage News Weekend for February 11th, 2023. I'm Joshua Stark. Cryptocurrency companies grabbed the spotlight during the 2022 Super Bowl with commercials from a handful of newcomers to advertising's biggest stage, FTX, Coinbase, Crypto.com, and eToro. Some marketing experts dubbed it the Crypto Bowl. A year later, the industry has been humbled by a massive downturn in crypto prices as well as the bankruptcy of several well-known companies. The dramatic turnaround harkens back to 2000 when dot-com companies such as Pets.com ran Super Bowl ads only to go out of business within a year or two. This year, cryptocurrency companies have zero representation, said Mark Evans, executive vice president of ad sales, for Fox Sports. Twitter received criticism from high-ranking European Union officials on Thursday for its failure to submit a complete report to the EU regarding its actions to tackle disinformation online. The company had committed to the EU's voluntary code of practice and disinformation for the year 2022 prior to the acquisition of the social media platform by billionaire Elon Musk. All signatories of the code including online platforms, ad tech firms, and civil society organizations, had agreed to implement measures to decrease disinformation. Last month, they submitted their first baseline reports detailing their efforts to fulfill their promises. Ukrainians reacted Thursday with puzzlement and some ire to comments by a top Starlink official that their country has weaponized the satellite internet service, which has been pivotal to their national survival. President Gwen Shotwell of SpaceX, which runs Starlink, was also reported to have said at the same venue Wednesday that the Elon Musk-controlled company has taken unspecified action to prevent Ukraine's military from using Starlink technology against Russian invaders. The network of low-orbiting satellites has been crucial to Ukraine's use of battlefield drones. A central fixture of the Euro war and the country's defenders have no viable alternative. The satellite links help Ukrainian fighters locate the enemy and target long-range artillery strikes. In the midst of the pandemic in 2020, a man with hair the color of buffalo sauce approached a podium in Lincoln, Nebraska during a city council public comment period. Ander Christensen, with a serious demeanor, stood before the council to raise an unusual topic. 
He declared that it was time to end the illusion and suggested the city to eliminate the term boneless wings from its menus and thoughts. Christensen's speech was both convincing and humorous as he exposed the long-standing deceit of the boneless wings that are widely served on menus across the U.S. The concept of a boneless wing is a cheerful falsehood perpetuated with the consent of chicken-loving citizens. As the Super Bowl approached, Americans were set to consume 1.45 billion chicken wings, according to the National Chicken Council. It was a perfect opportunity to delve into the world of non-wing wings and understand how the popularity of chicken wings paired with beer, football, and good times led to its massive success. More after this on Arbitrage News Weekend. I'm Smokey Bear, and I made an assistant to help you prevent wildfires. Dude, I've got this. I've been camping since I was five years old. But I am a camping influencer. You know what? I'll bet you five bucks. Assistant Smokey, what is the best way to put out a campfire? To put out a campfire, drown with water, stir, drown again. Then make sure the fire is out cold by feeling with the back of your hand. Wait, really? I'll take the five bucks. Learn more at SmokeyBear.com. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. This week's arbitrage blog includes seaweed, not just for sushi anymore, the great Ozempic shortage of 2023, and hey, Google's got AI too, don't forget about them. All this and more in this week's arbitrage blog, available now at arbitragetrade.com and .org. Now let's go to the president and CEO of Arbitrage, Royce Wells, for more. Royce, you, you do some cooking, right? Um, I do a fair amount of cooking, yes. Yeah, some gumbos and jambalaya, jambalaya. some etouffee, oysters yeah. Rockefeller. You know the the, the standard stuff from, from someone from the down south. You uh, red beans and rice. You know, use any seaweed in that? In my gumbo, no, 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 no. <laughs> Although the okra, some people do not like okra in their gumbo, so that it might be compared to seaweed. So seaweed has always been a part of, uh, you know, Asian diets. Yes, absolutely. Um, dried seaweed, uh, part of of uh, seasoning and sushi and things yeah, like that. Absolutely, good stuff. Rice balls and things, but uh, uh, seaweed, it wouldn't necessarily be considered a staple, would it? Well, it depends on where you're from. I mean, if that's what you eat every day, then yes, I would consider it a staple. Right. (laughs) So we see people that are having trouble accessing food, you know. Eggs. Well, yeah, definitely eggs. But uh, food access for 30% of the world's population appears to be a problem. Uh, They're lacking basic resources. And things like proteins, you know, and 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 uh, you know, meats and and beans and things like that. Did you know that milk and I want to say milk, cheese, and a couple of other things are part of national security? Because if you can impact that, that's what a lot of people are. You basically can get to a lot of the population with if you were to contaminate any of those things. So they be a part of national security. To make sure that that stays safe. Do you think that's why it's part of part of a commodities program? You know, the cheese and the milk and that yeah, sort of thing. Absolutely. Is that, is that what that is? Okay. Yes, sir. Well, imagine it being seafood, seaweed. Seaweed can be uh, can be made into a salad. It can be dried. It Ooh, can, be, can I have a salty sea dog? I don't think that's. I don't. I don't see how that's. I. What? 
That's it's not. a seaweed hot dog. Have you never heard of a sea dog? Yes, I, I have. Okay, I have. a salty sea dog. See, you know, you know. Hey, our <laughs> matey. So <laughs> seaweed farming, seaweed farming is is a is a thing that we're trying to get done now, and there are tons of scientists that are trying to uh, trying to harvest those plants and and make it guilt-free and organic and all this and and uh who do you harm by killing seaweed who do you harm by killing killing I'm, seaweed? I'm, uh, you said basically as uh, little impact and hurting it's like no don't chop it down now what organic or, no seaweed was harmed in the making of this sea dog okay sometimes i just wonder where you are <laughs> i'm just saying <laughs> You said it. I just reiterated. I'm like, how do you have harm seaweed? <laughs> All right. Well, maybe it's harmful. Barring use from things like sushi and rice balls and things like that, uh, we'll be seeing some land uh, cleared for for seaweed, some some areas. And you can read more about this on the blog at arbitragetrade.com and .org. More after this. Attack of the killer. Hey, wouldn't it be great if life came with a remote control? You know, you could hit pause when you needed to or hit rewind. Like that time you knocked down that wasp's nest. Uh-oh. Well, life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome. But pre-diabetes does. With early diagnosis and a few healthy changes, you can stop pre-diabetes before it leads to type 2 diabetes. To learn your risk, take the one-minute test today at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. When might you be buzzed? When you suddenly love everything. You guys, I love this song. I love these nachos. I love our kickball league. Oh! I love this guy. What's your name? You know what I love? A ride when it's time to head out. If you see a buzzed warning sign, call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. I love your car. Is this real leather? To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen! By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Maureen Holohan was excited to go back to physical stores after the pandemic threat reduced as she wanted to easily compare prices and check ingredients of beauty and health products for her and her children. However, this was short-lived as retailers like CVS and Target started locking up items like deodorant and laundry detergent to prevent theft. As a result, Holohan returned to shopping online or visiting stores where she wouldn't have to wait for someone to retrieve products. This locking of items has become a common practice across the retail industry to stop theft, but it may be turning off customers. Rite Aid is even considering putting all its products behind showcases and using off-duty police officers to guard the stores. But these measures may be too extreme and are causing frustration for shoppers like Sheila Shegel, who feels that customer service has declined and clerks are overworked. 
the increased security measures taken by retailers to reduce theft may have a negative impact on consumers of color who may feel over-policed and unwanted. Retail chains like CVS, Sephora, and Walmart made efforts to avoid racially biased practices, such as locking up products only for black customers after the murder of George Floyd in 2020. However, the current measures risk undoing these efforts. According to Tiffany Gill, an expert in African-American women's history, fashion, and beauty culture, Whenever there's a push towards greater criminalization and narratives of increased crime, it is always consumers of color that bear the brunt. CBS Health Corporation and Sephora declined to comment, while Walmart stated that their stance on not locking up beauty products for women of color remains unchanged. Target confirmed that they are locking up more products, but instead of, instead of targeting specific items, they lock up entire categories. The extent of money lost by retailers due to reorganized retail crime is unknown and it is unclear if the product problem has significantly increased. However, the issue has gained more attention in recent years due to high-profile retail thefts and flash mob robberies that received national media coverage. The National Retail Federation, the largest retail trade group in the country, reported that its recent security survey of 60 retailers showed an average inventory loss of 1.4% last year, resulting in losses of $94.5 billion. The majority of the loss, 37%, was due to external theft, including organized shoplifting. The survey also revealed a 26.5% increase in organized theft incidents last year. However, the solution of locking up items to deter theft may actually result in decreased sales, according to Joe Bodano, CEO of Endime, a technology company that provides security devices to retailers. He estimates sales could drop by 15 to 25 percent due to the locking of items. Joe Katsmidis, the owner of New York's supermarket chains Gristides and D'Agostino's, has locked up more products such as aspirin and deodorant in the past year, but not as many as other drug store chains. He has also increased the number of security guards at some stores. To address theft, some retailers are looking for less intrusive solutions. More after this on Arbitrage News. Stick around. Sometimes I just cannot believe all the storms we've gone through here. I can only hope that we'll be able to leave this house to you one day, baby. You're our legacy. Planning for these disasters will make sure we're safe. And it's the best way to protect that legacy. You know what? We should make an emergency communication plan. That way we're ready this year. At my dorm, we have emergency kits for earthquakes and wildfires, but I'm sure there's something more local I can send you with the link. Okay, smart. Protect your legacy. Visit ready.gov forward slash plan for the tools and tips you need to start your emergency preparedness plan today. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council.
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Royce, you know, I really have a connection to diabetes in my family. My mother had it. My brother has it. My brothers have it. I'm the only one that's what we would term as pre-diabetic and not not too much. But always looking for things to kind of stave that off. Yeah, that happens to most men in their 40s. Yes, I agree. Yeah, yeah, a lot of things do. Um, uh, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. here here's to losing your hair and... Uh, Everything else that goes with it. Yeah, not losing that anytime soon. Not going to do that. Nope, nope, nope. Yeah, you might fall asleep and there might be a pair of clippers in this office, so you never know. I'm watching you, man. I'm watching you. Just call you Charlie Brown from now on. Keep you away from the Keep you away from We'll the leave scissors. the comb over for you, though. No, please don't do that. All right, all right, all right, all right. Yes. Back on track, back on track. There are certain drugs that help with diabetes. Um... Yes, we call these we call these GLP one receptor antagonists, and, and the thing is, is that Ozempic is one of those. Ozempic is the name brand of the drug, uh, semaglutide, um, kind of like Tylenol, acetaminophen, you know that sort of thing. Yes, and it looks like um, it looks like there are a few drugs that are that are being kind of kind of you know used in a way that they're not necessarily supposed to be used for example ozempic is also a weight loss drug for obesity uh morbidly obese people to use uh Mm -hmm. like you know the the treatment of type 2 diabetes and the morbidly obese those are those are life-threatening uh, life-threatening problems, right? Yes, I agree with that. Well, unfortunately, um, some people are using it for a weight loss drug uh, that don't necessarily need it. Um, for example, celebrities and things like that. Uh, it, it's geared toward long-term weight management. You know, it's geared toward um, helping people who are morbidly obese which also contributes to diabetes by the way yeah that that's the whole purpose right yeah and so so some people are are taking it and i'm not saying misusing it because i mean that's what it was designed for to basically get your weight under control and be more manageable right well true but if you think about this okay um 
roughly 10% of the American population has diabetes, type 2 diabetes. 90% of these cases are type 2 diabetes. On the flip side, the pre prevalence of obesity is around 42%, right? Yes, With sir. severe obesity being, being about 9%. Now, what are we talking about when we say obesity or severe obesity? Obesity is a BMI or body mass index of greater than 30. Severe obesity is a body mass index of greater than 40. How can you find these things out there? Definitely some, some calculators online. We're definitely not medical people here, but definitely um, not. Yeah, but we've we're starting to see abuse of Ozempic as people who don't need it, you know, necessarily. People are I say trying to get cut. The people that make Tylenol should make Ozempic, and then there wouldn't be a shortage. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see about that, won't we? Apparently. We'll keep an eye on this more after this. I'm Smokey Bear, and I made an assistant to help you prevent wildfires. Dude, I've got this. I've been camping since I was five years old. But I am a camping influencer. You know what, I'll bet you five bucks. Assistant Smokey, what is the best way to put out a campfire? To put out a campfire, drown with water, stir, drown again. Then make sure the fire is out cold by feeling with the back of your hand. Wait, really? I'll take the five bucks. Learn more at SmokeyBear.com. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. <laughs> the dad joke. Corny, groan-worthy, but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. <laughs> so take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. On Monday, Renault and Nissan officially revitalized their relationship that had been strained, leading to the downfall of former CEO Carlos Gosen. Both automakers approved equalizing their stake in each other to 15%, creating a more balanced alliance that also includes Mitsubishi Motors. The previous unequal shareholdings were seen as a source of tension. Previously, Renault held 43.4% of Nissan, while Nissan held 15% of Renault. Renault board chairman Jean-Dominique Sennard declared the move to be a start of a new era at a press conference in London. Nissan plans to invest up to 15% in Renault's European electric vehicle and software subsidiary Amper, with Mitsubishi also considering an investment. The automakers announced their collaboration in global markets, including Europe, Latin America, and India, as the highly competitive automotive industry is undergoing a significant shift towards environmentally friendly and electric vehicles. The long-anticipated changes in the Carmaker Alliance were confirmed last week. The companies agreed to transfer a 28.4% stake to a French tr trust, Renault, whose largest shareholder is the French government, and Nissan agreed to a deliberate sale of the stake without a set deadline. Nissan CEO Makoto Ishida aims to bring the alliance to the next level of evolution in response to the changing industry landscape, particularly the shift toward electric vehicles. Sharing parts, production, and technology through partnerships can be a cost-saving strategy 
for automakers during this time of transformation in the auto industry. The difficulty in ending an alliance arises from the close connection between the company's operations, production, and products. However, partnerships can be challenged by contrasting corporate cultures, particularly when it involves a merger between the Western and Eastern Hemisphere. The Renault-Nissan Alliance, established in 1999, faced a, a crisis when Carlos Gosen, who was sent by Renault to save Nissan from bankruptcy, was arrested in 2018 on charges of financial misconduct. Gosen claims his innocence and fled to Lebanon, where he now resides, as the country has no extradition treaty with Japan. Renault and Nissan have since distanced themselves from the Gosen scandal. In an interview, Sennard emphasized that Renault is decidedly in the post-Gosen era. That is in the past. I mean, nobody in Renault today is talking about that subject he said without mentioning Gosen's name. They're all concentrated honestly on the future, on what we're doing. With its Ampere project, Renault is scrambling to beef up its electric car lineup like other automakers, adding to an increasingly competitive field long dominated by Tesla. Sennard said he's confident about the French automaker's chances. You look at the new cars that are coming out from the Renault plants today, they're just beautiful, he said. I mean, they have nothing to be jealous about when they look at Tesla and these other guys. The Renault chairman admitted that Chinese EV brands exporting to Europe have an edge in terms of cost advantage, but stated that this presents a challenge for the French automaker and a motivation to compete. He stated that Renault has taken the risk and aims to win it. More after this on Arbitrage News, including an interview with our tech correspondent, David Grantham. Stick around. Hey, hon, what you doing with your phone? Taking pictures? No, I'm asking questions. Like what? Hey, Bobo, do flowers have best friends? I'm sorry, I'm afraid I don't know that. Hey, follow me. I want to show you something. Look, flowers do have best friends. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. What is dedication? My daughter is biological and my son is adopted. I love them both so much. From the morning when you wake up to putting them to bed at night and every moment in between. I think a parent's job is to protect our children but also prepare them for the world so they become good, kind human beings. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Google rocked up this week with their BARD AI, kind of Google going, hey guys, hey guys, we got AI too, isn't that right? Yeah, I mean, it only cost them $100 million in stock price when uh, the BARD AI misrepresented which NASA program discovered exoplanets and uh, got corrected very quickly from all the NASA experts. It was uh, very embarrassing. Oopsie. Yeah. I should I should say this. David Grantham, good to have you on the show. I'm glad to be here. David has graciously agreed to be our kind of our tech correspondent, so you'll be hearing a lot from him. Yeah. So I, I think it's funny. Uh Sundar Pichai was uh 
very defensive after they found those errors. And, uh, it, you know, AI is not perfect. And I think what we all need to realize with ChatGPT or BARD or anything else that people are coming out with is that the AI will be just as smart as us humans are, just multiplied by however many nodes of smartness or stupidity that exist. I was about to say, it's, all, it's, it's only as good as the people who, who, who train it. Uh, we used to have a, a saying in old computers back way back uh, garbage in garbage out right absolutely and that that does not change in fact it just gets multiplied so you know you get more garbage in a lot more garbage out um so the funny thing i saw very recently was that okcupid okay had uh, adopted using uh their own ai version of open you know open ai piece and it was asking very uh uncomfortable questions for their applicants oh and people were uh, resisting. So I think you're going to see some other fun AI applications coming out. And the real, the real funny ones will be when the humans have to interact with the AI and they start rejecting it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like almost like, like a Turing test. That's what I was about to say. You know, we've got this thing called the Turing test, which basically is, is, uh, is a test to see how human an AI can sound, basically. Am I getting that right? Yeah, absolutely. It's, can I detect, based off the answers to certain questions, if this is an AI or not? And we are now actively field testing this in public to see, hey, am I comfortable answering questions from an AI? And, uh, it seems like a lot of people are starting to be very uncomfortable. And I think we are going to find out very soon what the adoption rate will be from companies based off of people's responses. When I think about this, there's a thing called the uncanny valley when it comes to robotics and, and graphics where people don't want it to be too human looking uh, because there's an uncomfortability there. Is that somewhat what we're seeing with AI, do you think? Uh, the Uncanny Valley has to do with, like, when I look at an Android, for instance, does it get close enough to seem human, but spooky enough to really creep me out? Uh, yeah, I think there's some creep factor in I'm chatting with an AI chatbot. And, you know, I think, again, people will reject or deny it, and I think we'll see what companies will adopt based off the public reaction, and it'll be fun. We'll definitely take a look at that. We'll be taking a bigger look at, at a lot of tech with David as we go. For now, have a great weekend. Say goodbye, David. All right. I'll have a great weekend. Arbitrage Trade Analytics, LLC is a privately held research company. Arbitrage Trade Analytics, LLC is solely responsible for the preparation and distribution of the contents of this podcast. The opinions offered in this podcast are for informational purposes only and are not intended to function as investment advice. Seek a duly licensed professional for investment advice. For more information about the informational research and services offered by Arbitrage Trade Analytics, LLC, please visit arbitragetrade.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 